Blue Gold Sports is rich in tradition and excellence. It's about the athletes, the coaches, the games, and the history. And it all rolls into one place. It's the Rolling with the Golds podcast. Your official UWO Claire Blue Golds podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Rolling with the Golds podcast. Dan here. Nick, morning. On the other side, how you doing, man? Good. Thanks, Thanks for the coffee too, by the way. You're welcome. It was really nice. You put a lot of trust in me. I did. After, yeah, I actually could take a drink, ba- and I might be swollen up right now. After so bullying me for about a week, and I got everybody under the sun calling me Chris. Bullying. Hey, at least you know people are listening now. That is true. There you go. See, people people care about you. They want to hear what you have to say. Think about that. All right. Think about that. All right. <laughs> uh, how's everything going? <laughs> everything going good? Yeah? Everything's going well. Yeah. It, it really is. We had some big big wins last night. Big I was going to say volleyball, right? Big win against points. Yeah, that was, a, that was a fun match to watch. Yeah? It really was. So, Because uh, point was ranked 20th, I think, too? 23rd. 23rd, okay. Kind of been on a sliding skid, not to take away from our win, mm-hmm. but... Yep. Hey, ranked win's a ranked win, and, you know, we're the fourth, or fifth seed going to the fourth seed's building, and... Mm-hmm. Took it to him, so yeah. yeah, it was good. It was good. Actually, both lower seeds won last night. River Falls took down Platteville. Oh, too. nice. Yeah. So, so what's uh, what's up next uh, for for volleyball? Volleyball semifinals. We go to Oshkosh okay. Thursday, seven p.m. over at the Colf Sports Center. Okay. River Falls heads to Whitewater. I'm assuming it's seven p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, Oshkosh hasn't lost all season. Yeah. So tough one, but hey. That's why they play. There's the game, always right? a chance. Yep, exactly. So, uh, as you kind of so if they win that, then they would advance to the to the championship. Yep. Whoever championship finals that, so. will be Saturday, um, and yeah, winner of the tournament gets an automatic bid. Automatic bid to NCAA's nice. that season. Yep. Speaking of bids, men's soccer getting a bid. Uh, that was uh, pretty cool. I was seeing some of the stuff online there too. You had the selection show and, and all that stuff too so yeah they're it, they're back yeah it, it's fun and it's it's one of the things i was actually th- thinking about it yesterday after we did it was you know there's not too many schools that actually get to do that mm-hmm. right like we're very fortunate that we have you know it's not just men's soccer like women's soccer easily could have been been in that position volleyball has been in that position both basketball teams have been in that position where we get all the the team together and you know sit down and watch the selection show and invite other coaches and and people from around campus to you know mm-hmm. to kind of watch it was actually kind of cool casey had a recruit on campus Ooh. and the recruit and his parents came along and watched it and that's awesome i saw in the background of all our, like our celebration videos the the mother of the other recruit was actually videoing it with her phone i'm like good sign right that's a very good sign yeah. so but yeah uh big big news for for them uh making the tournament second straight year Mm-hmm. You know, only third year of the program, so now they play. Is it at Platteville? Yep. So okay. then they they drew the the Platteville pod. So it's Platteville, Lake Forest, North Central, and us, mm-hmm. um, just four teams. And then the winner of Saturday's game will play the winner the other the winner of Platteville uh, Lake Forest on mm-hmm. Sunday, and then the winner of of that will then go on to another four team mm-hmm. pod, and then. I mean, I know we've had Coach on and that, but, I mean, for a young program and already to have the success that it, that it's had, I mean, you know, a couple already going to the tournaments and that, it's got to be pretty – that's a pretty remarkable job. Again, it's it's insane, and it's – you know, you almost kind of feel bad for those other teams that haven't made it. Like, I think teams like Augsburg, St. John's, like even, even Whitewater missed out this year, and, like, mm-hmm. they easily could have made it. So, um, yeah, it's it's special. Um, talking with with kind of talking with the coaching staff. Obviously, last year was fun to make it for the first time, but they've already they've already they've already learned. Yeah, like, like they said last year, they focused way too much on the first round, just getting past the first round. They didn't do enough scouting to make it through the second round. Mm-hmm. Um, now they say that's why they ultimately lost. I mean, at that point, they were facing Gustavus, who was a powerhouse in the country, and you took them to PKs. So, I we mean, know about you and PKs. Yeah. Don't don't. Look at me. <laughs> well, even this weekend, like if we go to PKs, like mm-hmm. I'd be so mad. Yeah, eight thirty start on Saturday, which I guarantee you it won't start till nine. Yeah, because there's a football game over at Platteville that day at two. Oh, ooh, so it's at okay. So and then six yeah. o'clock's the first game. Okay, yeah, eight thirty second game. So Platteville's gonna be a busy place. It's gonna be cold too. Yeah. 
it's okay. it's November, dude. You gotta. It's gonna be a little cold. Next week they're talking like fifties and sixties for deer hunting, man. Dude, it's I fi- want it cold. It was fifty. What Monday? Mm-hmm. I wore shorts. You are that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I am. And also, Monday's, Monday's also laundry day, so like uh, okay. that also might have been part of it. Who does laundry day on Mondays? Monday's Monday's like my Sunday. Oh, I suppose with your schedule, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, because you got games on the weekend. That's yeah. that's true. Okay, I'll, I'll let that pass. I apologize. That's my bad. Hey, I'm the bigger man. I apologize. Okay. Gosh. I just, just can't catch a break with no, you. you just you give me this glare all the time that I just makes me really uncomfortable, and there's other people in the studio watching this, too. So uh, so we got that coming up this weekend for, for soccer. Yeah. Men's soccer. It's, again, it, it's very, very good competition. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's do or die at this point. Um, you got North Central that's in the first round. I mean, they're a, they're a top-quality team um, with a coach. Enzo's been there for, for a while. Um I mean, it's it's one of those things where they, I mean, CCIW isn't anything to kind of just look past. Mm-hmm. It's a hard conference. They did. They were the favorite in the tournament and ended up getting upset in the championship. So, you know, they got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder and and want to you know get back to their winning ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then not, not to look too far ahead, but you know, you take down them, you get Lake Forest or Platteville. Um, you know, Platteville being the host, you got to imagine they have a little bit of an edge and an advantage t- to that. Mm-hmm. And you know, we dropped. Drop the one regular season game we had with them, and if we can just limit mistakes and limit set pieces, I think we got a good chance to come out of the regional and mm-hmm. yeah. possibly face a familiar foe in St. Olaf. Yeah, uh, football wise, they'll be wrapping up their season uh, this weekend. Uh, tough test with with Whitewater uh, always, on the road. Always tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was talking with our good buddy Justice uh, Cleveland on on Monday, and he was just you know with with Coach Erickson. He was talking about he just exudes positivity all the time. You all know, the time. The, the message is just always positivity. And Justice was like, this is going to, you know, this is, they're building something right now. They are. And again, it's, I, I've said it once and I'll, I'll keep saying it until, you know, in, until we get to that point. But we just got to be patient with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, building a program like he has, it, it's it's not going to take a year. Like mm-hmm. years two and three are important to see what the buy-in is and the retention rate of the student athletes and stuff like that. Past that, I mean, again, you go down 94, Coach Walker River Falls, it's taken him 10 years to get to the point where he's at. Right. So if yep. we can keep keep Coach around, which I think we can, mm-hmm. and we just keep getting kids to buy into his culture, I think his culture is, you know, one of the best, and it also it mimics a lot of what our other coaches provide throughout mm-hmm. campus. I think we're, we'll be there in no time. Right. Exactly. So... I know it was a tough loss against uh, Stout, uh, but you know we, we've got uh, another tough one up on the road here. It's kind of hard to believe this football season is already going to be finished after this weekend. All right, so it's flying, fly, by. it's flying by, man. Wow. Uh, we also got, I mean, we got hockey going on too. You yep. know, with uh, both the women's and the, and the men's side there, both so, ranked in the top ten. Yep. That's always kind of been the bread and butter right now for winter sports for, it, for the Blue Golds it, it, for the really last few years, especially. Don't say that too loud. You got a basketball coach over here. Oh well, yeah, okay. That's I know, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no. I mean, both both teams, you know, off off to hot starts. Uh, the men had a had had a tough test last weekend. Um, that game against Gustavus was was great. I mean, Gustavus on Friday went out and beat Stevens Point, and. They scored five goals in the third period. Mm-hmm. Like that game was three one going into the the last period, and Gustavus ended up winning six four. So Man. like, that was a huge test. We mm-hmm. played them tough again. Third third period goals on our end um, helped us secure that one. On the women's side, Sophie Roush, shout out Sophie, back to back hat tricks. I mean like that, she's she's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. She she really is. That was a good get by by Coach Strand. Yeah, I'm not just saying that because she's like maybe a student. Intern of mine, and it's <laughs> solid outside of. You're the... just testing now to see if she is listening to it. That's you. You do these subtle tests. That's see, I, I do, so, I do. Because uh, now you're going to probably hold it against her if she doesn't say anything to you in the next week. No, I'm not like that. <laughs> okay, I'm not like that to student athletes. <laughs> there you go. Okay. I still haven't heard anything from Jason when I name dropped him. Ooh, all right, calling it out now. <laughs> Oh, you sly. All right. Uh. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, um, what else we got on tap? We got um, wrestling. Uh, I know just the other day, what, you had uh, 12 place winners in their opening tournament, too? Yep. Coach uh, Coach Vader, I mean, that guy's awesome. 
it he's they're they're destined to mm-hmm. to I don't want to say run it back, but like they're destined to be just as good as they they were last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, guys like Tyler Fleetwood, Zach Sato coming back and you know already performing very very well. They got a tough test uh, tomorrow. They head to lacrosse and face Stevenson. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this weekend they fa- they bring in Johnson and Wales from the East Coast. Little eight versus I think three or four matchup. So top ten matchup up in McPhee. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're they're off and running. Um, got cross country regionals this weekend. Oh yeah, hosted um, by us out at. Uh, oh my gosh, what is that golf course? Colfax. Colfax. Yeah, um, it's in Colfax. I just blanked on it too. Whitetail. Whitetail. There. Thank I you. looked over. So our guest today is Kate Stackpole. And he's sitting right next to me, and I looked at him because I know that he painted the lines yesterday. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they got that out there. Uh, that's a if if anybody's looking for anything to do um, Saturday afternoon. I know we got a lot going on mm-hmm. for Blue Gold Sports, but like if you've never been to a cross country race, I I highly recommend going. It is mm-hmm. one of the coolest and just the the energy from you know the parents and the fans but even like teammates and, and stuff like that for every race is just so if we have to complain about how the course looks we can blame coach here you know like if there's a line that's only if, screwed up or right yeah. only if the lines are not straight okay which if like worn off if we get any rain can we still blame him I mean that's up to you. Okay. I'm not going to blame him. I'm just going to try to put some unnecessary pressure on him right I now. I trust that he did a great job. Okay. Well, but also why do we need lines? I mean, they follow a, they follow somebody on a bike the entire, the entire race. Why do you, you know, what if somebody can't see the I'm bike? Just, just, you know, come on now. I'm just saying, I'm trying to be practical you with You know it. what? If we ever get to a point where this thing kind of really gets popular, one, I think one thing that we need to do is we need to, like, Try some of these sports ourselves, and I'm volunteering. You are you not getting. You are not getting country. me on a cross country course. I mean, if you're going to call out that they don't need lines, I think we need to get you on a cross country course. I'll do that if we can get you on the ice. I want to do it. I don't know how to skate. I've tried it once in my Damn life, it. so I will absolutely try it. Yep, one hundred percent. I skated once in my life in middle school, and it did not go well. But I'll how, try we, how will we get a wrestler to do a takedown on you? Uh, dude, I graduated with the crasses, uh, crash train over there. I'm gonna uh, they find. Took me down I'm gonna find something. And I, mean, I wasn't even in wrestling. They still like, and we would get in these scuffs and all that. Yeah, for fun. We're good friends, but yeah. I mean, I, those we, little guys can take. you We down. could just hit the golf course and let you put yourself in your own little mind pretzel. Mm, I do have a horrible mental game. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. Hey, uh, look to your uh, right though. Who's got that hole in one news article? Yeah, on the top whatever. Saying, you know. Might be almost twenty years ago, but hey, hole in one. Yeah, Jason still subtly drops that he had his like third hole in one this year. No, he didn't. Did he really? Yeah. Where? I don't know. Oh, okay. But he subtly he said something along the lines of, "Yeah, he just it wasn't even part of the conversation." It's to that point now where he's got so many he can just like, "Yeah, I got another one." Yeah, no, whatever. Like, yeah. thanks, dude. Maybe it was at mini golf. He didn't ask, so. Right? I mean, if you don't know, it could easily have been at Chaos. You know what? That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Could have been over at Metropolis, getting a little mini golf in. Gosh, I haven't been there in a while. I was just there two months ago. Well, it makes sense for you to go. It'd be a little weird if I just showed up. Why? Mini golf is not an adult game? Do you see these competitions? You might be missing out on your calling with some of these like world competitions with mini golf. There's, there's, there's not world competitions for mini golf. Yes, there is. Do we have to have another NHL '94 best video no, game of all time? No, thing? And no, no. There is one hundred percent. There right. is. I will look into it. Okay. Are you a good putter or no? Yeah, I'm a very good putter. I got okay. ice in my veins. Oh, it's getting God. it on the. It's getting it on the green is the, is the hard part. Oh boy. Ice in my veins, he says. Um, yes, U.S. Pro Mini Golf Association. Right there. All right. You just missed out on the South Carolina State Open, but they're taking 2024 memberships right now for the United States Pro Mini Golf Association. Maybe that is my calling. Mm-hmm. Hey, payout. They had the Masters. Payouts, 5500 bucks, man, for first place. 
I'm saying. Last place. I, I could I could buy myself a new driver that actually that I could actually hit straight. It's mini golf. You don't need a driver well, or a mini golf. <laughs> Unless you're like my old high school coach would actually tell us if we were about ten yards off the green, it was a little short, short fairway cut, then you use a driver to kind of punch it up there. Certain situations call for the driver and putting, but I don't think in this one. There's your free tip for the day too, Mister Ice in My Veins. Thanks. Um, <laughs> so back to blue gold sports. <laughs> you should start uh, a mini golf blue gold team. We do not need any more sports right now. Come on, no. You can coach it. You want to be a coach? You can coach it. Jason, if you listen, sign him up. <laughs> do it. I have no words. <laughs> I just don't. Um. But yeah, and then not to you know oversight them, but basketball's hoops. here. Yes, I was going to bring that up. We got hoops uh, coming up now. Yeah, right. women got their annual tip-off tournament Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe they have Puget Sound out of Oregon or Washington. That sounds know. like a rock band somewhere out west. Um, Puget Sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can kind of see it. Yeah. So they get them. Uh, Men's have Friday night, St. Norbert. 8 p.m. Yep. And then the men have opened their season mm-hmm. Saturday, 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. It's the Green Knights. Mm-hmm. And then the women take on um, Central College. So busy, busy weekend. Absolutely. Yeah, with football wrapping up and then winter sports really kicking into gear, too, with, with basketball. So that time you know, of year. And wrestling's going on, too. So, Well, since we uh, just uh, chat a little hoops, should we uh, bring in our guest? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. We'll take a quick break, and we'll have our guest coming up after these quick words. The season is upon us for Wisconsin's favorite sport. Join Monk's Bar and Grill for football game days while tackling their mouth-watering burgers, golden Wisconsin white cheddar cheese curds, and loaded Bloody Marys. Monk's Bar and Grill. In Madison, Wisconsin, Dells, Eau Claire, and now Plover. Support for UWEC Athletics comes from Northwestern Mutual, proud sponsor of all UWEC athletes. For over 160 years, Northwestern Mutual has helped their employees build their own financial practice. Contact Maggie Conway at 715-835-2189 to learn more about internship and career opportunities with Northwestern Mutual. You can also visit euclair.nm.com for more information on careers. At Northwestern Mutual, they help you live life differently. Better ingredients, better pizza, better brace yourself, because Papa John's has done it again. Introducing Papa Bowls. No crust, just a whole bunch of those Papa John's toppings you love, baked to piping hot perfection. I'm talking crisp veggies, savory meats all covered in melty cheese, and those signature sauces. Try flavors like Italian Meats Trio, Chicken Alfredo, and Garden Veggie, or get creative and build your own. Better ingredients, better pizza, now in a bowl, Papa John's. All right, we're back with the Rolling with the Golds podcast. Nick, a tradition interview, or a tradition to introduce our next guest. Do I have to? You say it every time. <laughs> yeah. And I answer you every single time. <sighs> we should I just had a thought. I'll save it for later. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, we're pleased to welcome on um, assistant men's basketball coach, head women's golf coach, um, one of my good buddies, um, Cade Stackpool. Can we get a mini golf team and can <laughs> he coach him? <laughs> you know, uh, I'd like to do as much as I can for the school. So, I mean, I can help put it together. I can help recruit as long as he'll coach them. There so, you go. See? All right. <laughs> I can sign him up now for it. We got uh, we got some backing on this. So Now that uh, Jason, if you're listening, let's make I can it be happen. booster number one, too, if needed. <laughs> you know, like, booster number one. <laughs> I love it. Well, Cade, appreciate you stopping by uh, yeah. this morning. First off. A uh, man of many tricks, it sounds like. Basketball, I, you know, I do golf, my best. You know? Yeah, and I paint some fields, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're, like, all around right now right? with university. Uh, so, okay, we got two sports I want to chat about uh, with you here. But first, why don't you give us a little bit of background, uh, where you came from, you know, kind of your your upbringing and, and your sports background. Yeah, so I'm from northern Minnesota, um, hockey capital of the world, and I'm a basketball coach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know. Can you skate? I can skate. Oh, you know, I, I played hockey for one year, never lost a game. Um, you know, scored a game-winning goal against Hibbing, you know, in mites. <laughs> um, but, you know, grew up in northern Minnesota. Uh, my dad uh, was a basketball coach at the junior college up there, Masabi um, Range. Um, 
for, I don't know, 25, 28, I don't know what it was, long time. But mm-hmm. So I grew up, you know, around basketball, around coaching, um, whole life. You know, not many people can say they wrote a paper in third grade saying their uh, career goal was to be a basketball coach. Nice. Right? So, you know, I can go back on that. And um, went to school, uh, UW-Superior. Um, first, I went to Masabi and actually got to play for my dad. Well, that would be cool. Which was, it was, it was cool. In yeah. the moment, in the moment, it was hard, right? Yeah. You know, you're coming home and you're both mad about a loss and you know words can be said and then you know you cool off but you know looking back now it's one of those experiences that you know i i don't know if you can really replicate that mm-hmm. um just that you know really cool cool experience for both of us yeah um you know and then i went to uw superior um played two years there um and then my last year i was student assistant um on staff for him um and then Went to grad school at Augustana, was a grad assistant for Coach Builder down there um, for two years. Learned, you know, you're a senior in college and you think you know sports, right? You think you know a lot of stuff. And, you know, I get down there and with that staff and I learned more in, you know, the first two weeks than, you know, probably my first 22 years of life. Um, (laughs) Spent two years there. A great experience. Awesome. Those guys are incredible. Uh, And then, you know, Coach Cyberling was looking for – um, an assistant and you know we had conversations and you know I knew all about the WIAC obviously and mm-hmm. you know I was I was all in from the jump um entering my fifth year here now yeah that's a, that's awesome so you're I mean it sounds like basketball has been your passion yeah. for almost your whole entire life at the and your dad a big influence right of that? yeah I mean yeah he's he's the number one influence on it um mm-hmm. you know role model from day one type of thing his dad actually coached too um is a Minnesota high school coaches hall of famer mm-hmm. um so he coached for 30 40 years whatever it was too so it's you know it, it's that you do i think of it like farming right you kind of take over the family farm well it's like taking yeah. over the family coaching um someone in the family had to do it it was me or my brother basically right and so you know i basically volunteered to do it and it was one of those things that you know i don't know what else i could do mm-hmm. you know not a whole lot of other skills other than coaching i love that mindset <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome Stop looking at me when you I, raise your hand next time if you have a question. I can't read. We're you having yet. a conversation. Am I not supposed to look at you? Well, I don't want to cut you off whenever we ask questions. I'll start raising right? my hand. Just, That's what I'll do. Just, it's like when I don't know if you listen to Dan Patrick radio show. Whenever his guys have a question, they raise their hands and then he calls on them. So we're going to do that. <laughs> okay, we're, we're going to do that now. Okay. <laughs> so, Kate, you, you've been here for the last few years. Give us a little bit of a role in your job assisting uh, Coach Cyberling. Like, yeah. what are your duties in that? Um, two big things I would say is recruiting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, getting on the road, seeing guys. You know, AAU summer circuits, spring circuits, all that, and then traveling. You know, to high school games during the winter. Um, recruiting, big one, and then scouting um, the you know upcoming opponents type of thing. Watching that film, breaking that stuff down, and putting together. Um, you know, reports for um, our guys, our players, um, you know, and then he, he lets me do, you know, a ton of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if I'm passionate about something, he'll let me do it. Um, you know, we'll do a split where I take half the team, he'll take half the team, we'll do stuff, you know, drill work, stuff like that. So, you know, I'm, I'm as involved as I can be um, mm-hmm. basically within the program. Staying with the, with the recruiting one, I mean, you know, because to me, how I mean, there's a lot of – high school athletes right i mean i know there's services out there online is has probably made it a little bit easier i would have to imagine too but i mean how do you keep tabs on all these and how do you identify what what players like what would fit because i'm sure you know you've got division one players that probably some people know okay those are automatic division ones do you immediately like take those guys off your list or or how does that go about yeah um you know, a lot of it is experience in seeing what guys have worked in the past or what type of players has worked in the past for us mm-hmm. specifically, right? Everybody recruits different types of guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, length, obviously important, you mm-hmm. know, being, you know, six four plus, long arms, stuff like that, and then the ability to shoot it, um, you know, two big things that we look at. Um, and a lot of it is, you know, understanding, you know, you go to these AAU events where there's, 70 teams right and and proximity plays a big part of it Mm -hmm. um you know minnesota wisconsin is where we've found the most success recruiting wise um locally as well right and so first of all you gotta know the local guys um you know we've got two chippewa freshmen on our team and a a kid from cameron on our team as well 
Um, so that's three local freshmen, you know, that are on. Um, and and then growing, you know, you go back to just trying to find the fit and, you know, you develop relationship with some AAU coaches um, and they can, you know, hey, you know, you need to watch this kid play, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So how – are you involved with like transfer portal? Is that something that you guys have had to kind of adjust in the last couple of years or how does that work out? Yeah, we've, you know, you know, we're looking at it obviously. Um, but mm-hmm. we, we don't just take transfers to take transfers. Right. Um, you know, we still think recruiting high school kids is the way for us to do go about it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the transfers we've gotten have been kids we recruited in high school. Okay. Um, so you're already kind of familiar yeah, so with them. Yeah, so there's already a relationship. Um, there's already some interest. Uh, and, you know, sometimes, you know, they get a Division two scholarship and they, you know, go there. And then, you know, two years down the line, it, it may, some, things change, right? Things change all the time. Um, and that's, you know, the type of kid we will, you know, go after in the transfer portal. But we're, we're not a team that's going to email, you know, a 1,000 Mm-hmm. transfer portal kids do you get most of your like uh, recruit information from coaches like local coaches do kids send you guys any highlight films is it kind of just all all over the board yeah it, it really is you know we get emails every single day obviously in eau claire is a great place to be mm-hmm. and there's a lot of kids that want to come here um and play for us um especially with the new arena going up mm-hmm. um and then you know, you can get contact information anywhere, right? You know, some of these AAU events, they have packets with cell phone numbers, all that. Sometimes you got to go through the high school coach, send them an email, send them a call if you know them personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and, so, you know, sometimes it's just going up and talking to them. Right. You know, at our level, we can do that where you can just go up and talk to guys. And so sometimes it's just as simple as that. Do you almost have to be, I don't know if this is a great example, kind of almost like a, a salesperson? When you're kind of going up to these and introducing yourself, I mean, you got to be personable, right? You got to be talking and you can't be afraid to approach somebody and talk to them or pick up a phone and, and talk to somebody. You, you got to be able to have that because I'll tell you right now, I hate talking on the phone. I, I'll, I'll make somebody else call about an electric bill or something like that. I can't talk on the phone. Yeah. But, you know. It, yeah. <laughs> building the relationships is, is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, finding a connection with that recruit before you even make that phone call, whether it's a person you may know that they know um you know whether it's a town they school they play that you've seen or you know just some kind of connection a talking point to get them comfortable like you know is, is so important and you know getting the getting the recruit talking getting you know whoever you're talking to on the phone talking back is more important than right the yes or no answers mm-hmm. i think you're a little younger than me so i'm going to ask you this question i was a diehard 90s nba fan loved 90s hoops didn't like Jordan, though, because he beat my teams. I was an Orlando Magic fan, Shaq and Penny and that. But given what's your thoughts on where the state of basketball is in terms of, like, play style? And I guess what I'm asking is I grew up in the era, you know, fadeaway Jordan jumpers, mid-range. Now you got Steph Curry shooting it from 40 feet. You got all these guys, big guys, you know, shooting it from deep. Do you like the style of basketball that, that's going on? Are you more of a, can we say older school? What What's your your preferable style basketball. You know, when you look at basketball at its basic form, right, guys are as skilled as they've ever been, mm-hmm. right? At, hands down, up and down. I mean, the thing Steph Curry does is what Jordan did from 18 feet, and he's doing it from 35. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, very similar. You know, it, there's some things that, you know, aren't always, you know, the, the flopping with the free throw line and stuff like that, you know, that can, they're working to change that, right? Yep. The, the the rules have they've come a long way on assessing and trying to get the game where you you know you want to be free flowing, you want to use your skill, and that's you know that's what basketball is all about, right? Is mm-hmm. open space and being you know skilled with the ball and passing it quick, five guys moving and cutting and screen all that kind of stuff, and and really just you know at its purest form, I think, right? Is you got five guys out there that can shoot. Five guys out there that can dribble, pass, move, all that. They can post up too. You know, mm-hmm. it's positionless basketball is kind of where it's going, and I, you know, I I appreciate it. Um, you know, I, I I still think a lot of guys. You know, Kevin Durant, uh, he's still taking mid rangers, right? Mm-hmm. So the mid range isn't you know totally out of the game. They just right. kind of understood that it's a low percentage shot, and right. that's you know. Right. Has it uh, changed a lot since you played, or is it still kind of fairly similar? Is that something you've had to adjust to as a coach? Um, 
I would say it's just gotten more, you know, layups and threes, right? Mm-hmm. Mid-range was still pretty prevalent. You know, I, I grew up in the Kobe Bryant era, yep. right? And, you know, he was as good of a mid-range player as you can get. Yep. Um, and so, you know, that's kind of where I grew up. Um, and the three has become more prevalent. And obviously now the line's moving back. So it's even, you know, mm-hmm. I there could be a chance that mid-range makes a little bit of a comeback in the college game because the line's moving back, you know, mm-hmm. or moved back, you know, two years ago. And so there's it's deep now, right? It's deep, and there's not always guys that can shoot it. And so if you're open, you know, 15 feet, and you can make it at a decent percent, mm-hmm. why not, right? Right. So as a as a recruiter, too, how often are you on the road or, you know, maybe in the off season? You know, is that kind of your – I know you're a golf coach, and I want to get to that uh, here too. But and that's maybe the other part in this too, because you do coach another sport. Are you on the road quite a bit? Does it, you know, because we are in the age of 2023, a lot of stuff is online. Has that made it easier for you? What's what's kind of like your, your you know, road schedule? Yeah, like? so um, you still got to go to the AAU stuff in the spring and summer. Mm-hmm. Um, July, I'm in a gym every weekend. Um, it's big time AAU season. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, May or late April all of May AAU season. You just it's one of those you gotta be in the gym. You gotta be able to see kids live. Um you know, it helps being able to watch video, but there's still something about seeing a kid play live that you get the full feel of how big he is, how fast he is, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um you know, wintertime it's really focused on guys we're actively recruiting. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, you're making it a point to go to their games and you know sometimes yeah you're on the road three nights a week and you're playing twice but that's you know what you kind of sign up for when you get into this and right. that's what separates too yeah. you know the good programs you co- you mentioned that uh, coach Cyberling's open like if you have any ideas or, or thoughts and that is that like if you have an idea on a certain offensive play or or inbounds pass you know something like that are you involved in, in that yeah we 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 always talk you know our offices are right next to each other so we're bouncing ideas off each other every single day hours on end you know just kind Mm -hmm. of you know how do we get this guy in this position or how do we get you know how do we stop this defensively you know so there's there's always ideas that we're bouncing off each other Mm -hmm. when you were playing was film a big thing for you watching film or was that something you had to adjust to as a coach yeah no it was still big um synergy um the software we use it makes it pretty slick i mean you can pick you want this player doing a ball screen action and he's shooting and you can find every clip that he's done it through the whole year in instant um and so that you know that makes it really quick and easy it's not the old school breaking film down like it used to be putting the vhs in right right yeah my dad sold me some stories from you know back when he's copying (laughs) vhs over and over and And you got the weird lines coming through and like you know (laughs) yeah what's a vhs i was thinking the same thing over there youngsters no i'm just kidding no go ahead oh, oh you're good <laughs> hey you chimed in that a boy i'm gonna i i will put a halt to all this real quick yeah. um when it comes to recruiting um obviously and we've mentioned it multiple times for multiple sports the WIAC being one of the premier conferences in the in the nation you know you have whitewater cinderella run last year you know they're bringing back their entire starting five this year Coaching change, you know, from across the points, Oshkosh being as dominant as they usually are. Like, how do you sell Eau Claire in a conference that is as tough as it is? Yeah, so, you know, from a school and a town, Eau Claire sells itself. Um, obviously, you know, you've been on campus, right? It can sell itself. And that's just, you know, taking them through the info and letting them see how just how great of a place it is. Um, and then it's selling ourselves. You know, the difference is, is selling yourself and selling that you, you know, you care about these kids and we do, um, coach and I, and, you know, putting them in a situation that they can be successful and, you know, mm-hmm. and, and obviously now the new arena, um, the Sonnentake complex, you know, that, that really is an eye opener for, you know, recruits too. How much does that change your message? You know, maybe when you first started, you know, Zorn Arena, the history of Zorn Arena to where now you've got this new facility coming I got to imagine that's changed your message. Yeah, to, to yeah. You know, recruiting to Zorn, um, it's a great place, right? The history of it, like you said, mm-hmm. um, you know, it gets really loud in there, really easy. Um, you know, tight quarters, shooters, gym type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you can sell that message, and now you know, just having a having a place to call home that you know nobody can. 
mm-hmm. you know, especially at the Division three level, it's really hard to have a place of that magnitude um, that you can call home and, you know, you're going to practice in there, your locker rooms are there, all that kind of stuff. You know, we take recruits, you know, through the construction site and, you know, they see it for themselves and it's eye-opening. Mm-hmm. Cause, Speaking of that, did you get your own customized hard hat? Oh yeah, yesterday? yep. I got my hard hat. I'm I'm ready to hop in. I got and... one too. <laughs> I saw Coach Owen put put out a tweet with her and uh, Rob Coach, Coach Erickson. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, cool. And I went off to a meeting. And I came back and they're like, you got a hard hat for some reason. I'm I mean, I've been so, down I'm there. Glad somebody said for some reason. So, do you want to do you want a tour? Yes, I've asked you this, Mahan. Okay, well, you know I am an alum. Not if you're gonna, not if you're gonna respond like that. You know I am an alum, and I feel like sometimes that gets forgotten. Nick, I'm just gonna gatekeep you. <laughs> Men's basketball can get you on a tour. That's what okay. I'm oh, thank you. <laughs> there we go. You won't find. You can do it. <laughs> uh, no, I just lost my train of thought. No, as your, uh, you know, have you used because you are a player. Have you used that experience as a player, either in the WIAC or, or prior stops, with your recruits or with your your, your kids that you're coaching? Have you tapped I, you into know, that experience? You know, I think we're overblowing the type of player I was. Um, <laughs> I I was I was I I was the player that turned you, into a coach. I mean, you played you know, three years collegiately. You know, though. I think I think we're forgetting though that I, I'm the player that turned into a coach. You know, yeah, I played minutes and stuff, but I was averaging like. I don't know, two points a game. It's but not you like went I through the student, student the athlete life. Right. Because you know, which I think, you know, from a lot of the athletes that we've talked to, I just marvel at the fact that they can stay committed to – because it's Division three, so you you got it. A lot of them have to have a job. You know, they're they're doing full classwork. Then they got practice and games. It's a commitment. Yeah, don't sell yourself short. So, yeah, you know, I think a lot of it is is showing them – you know, hard work and work mm-hmm. ethic from the coaching side too. You know, yeah, guys will ask questions about when I played, but you know, a lot of it is they know I'm working hard and and they want to work hard with us. You know, mm-hmm. with coach and I, and we, you know, we try and work hard every single day, and I think that side of it shows it. And yeah, there's some experience side where you know you got to be able to balance everything, and you, you got to be able to still get to class. You still got to do all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of that is more experience in the coaching side of it, you know, than actually playing. Yes, Nick, <laughs> you're one and only Dennett. Um, it just kind of just sprung my mind. Um, how big it, and maybe it's changed since you know in the past decade or two. How big? of a difference is the gap between D3 to D2 to D1 because I saw it was a, a week or two ago McAllister played the U of M and I mean U of M supposed to be pretty good especially under Coach Johnson like we got a kid from McAllister drop 41 points against a Division One team like is that gap is that is it shrinking is it you know ever expanding is it kind of where it always has been yeah good question. you know I I think it's shrunk in the last couple of years um Part of that is COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, guys get their fifth year. Right. Um, a lot of Division One guys don't necessarily use that, mm-hmm. right? So they don't necessarily have a lot of fifth-year guys where D2s and D3s do. But, you know, to go along with the parody, um, Augusta is a D2. Um, they beat Georgia Southern, D1, and then lost to a Division Three. Mm-hmm. So that kind of is the full spectrum of this team beat this. You know, it's, right. it's bouncing all levels. And, you know, you know I, I think – I think basketball players are just getting better. I really do. I, I think, you know, we're in an age where I think basketball guys are they're more skilled than ever, mm-hmm. um, and it's showing. Mm-hmm. Do you think because I mean we've got these visions, but there's a ton of teams and there's a ton of players. Uh, is it possible too? Like maybe just some teams missed out on some on some guys. You know, guys in D three maybe could play Division one hundred percent. One hundred percent. There's always you know, especially in our league. You know, it's. It's so tough, and there's Division Two guys all over our league, mm-hmm. you know, and that that happens when you're recruiting a 17 year old that hasn't, you know, fully developed or hasn't hit a weight room yet. You right. know that 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 happens, and then two years down the line, they put on 20 pounds of muscle, mm-hmm. where they're a completely different player, right. right? They're they're a completely different player, and trying to project is the hard part, right? Right. Everybody can see the talent as you know the the high school senior. They they see who's good and they see who's scoring, but how does that translate, and then how do they develop? Mm-hmm. And that's you know that's the really really hard part of the recruiting side of it. 
What do you think is the biggest adjustment for a high schooler jumping into college basketball that they may have to experience? Is it they got to put more time in, you know, the offseason work? What do you think is that biggest one? Speed. Um, they're mm-hmm. just so much faster. You know, strength is obviously one thing that comes with speed. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, being able to keep a guy in front to be able to guard somebody is is just so hard. Mm-hmm. It's, so, it's just so hard, especially one-on-one. Um, that side of it, you know, if you can shoot in high school, a lot of times you can shoot in college. Mm-hmm. The line moves back a little bit, but, you know, a lot of times that translates, you know, pretty fair. You know, it's but it's it's that speed of, all right, now we got five guys on the floor that can all play. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes in high school, you know, there's not five college basketball players on the floor when now there is, and now they're 22 years old as mm-hmm. well. What would you say if somebody, you know, maybe a high schooler is listening to this right now and and they would love to have the opportunity to play college basketball, if you could give advice to maybe that youngster to work on, you know, without, you know, just kind of some general stuff, what would that be? Being able to shoot, it's number one. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you got to be able to do that. Um, and then playing, to be honest. I know a lot of guys like getting in the gym and doing one-on-all stuff, and that's important, don't get me wrong, but playing against better players, just it makes you better. Mm-hmm. you know. And that's what kind of we preach, too. Is, is that where AAU kind of comes yeah, in? Yeah, AAU where, can come into mm-hmm. play, right, where you're playing against guys that are going to go play at Duke. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, These high-end AAU circuits where they – they're playing against guys that are really, really, really talented. Mm-hmm. Um, but we teach or preach that to our guys in the off season is find open gyms that are really good. Mm-hmm. College basketball players, get 10 guys that can play basketball really well and, you know, just play as much as you can. Mm-hmm. So transitioning, this was all basketball, but you're also a head coach for, for golf. Yes. Uh, in here too. So how did that happen? How did the, you know, how did yeah, that transpire? So the, the, I've been passionate with golf. For a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Coach Skinner and I, the men's coach, have a really great relationship. Um, and the job kind of popped up last spring. And, you know, I kind of talked with him and said, you know, I'd be interested in doing that. And, mm-hmm. you know, then it just kind of happened. You know, it just kind of happened naturally. And, you know, I had our first season, and it was awesome. It was yeah. a really cool experience, completely different. Yeah. Um, completely different than coaching basketball. But it – I feel like I learned a ton um, mm-hmm. from the ladies, and, and I hope they learned, you know, something from me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, going forward and now just trying to build and, you know, get the program where, you know, I see it and where they want it as well. Yeah. I mean, I played in high school, which is comparable, obviously. Uh, no, I'm joking. Um, but because I was going to ask you how different – I mean, you're a basketball coach, which, you know, you're on the sidelines, you're so intense, you know, and to where golf where you can't really – do it. You can't right. even talk to the, yep. to the golfers on the course. Hundred percent. You know, yeah. we we even had that conversation earlier in the year. You said a situation had come up, and you found yourself, and when you were talking with them, you were you know a little bit more calm, and you know trying to help. Where you were like, it was this is one of my basketball guys. that should be like, figure it out, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's you know that's the difference, right? Of the harder you play in basketball, you can get better. Right mm-hmm. in golf, that's not the case. You, you can't just swing harder and things will work out. Right, you, you need to mentally wait, be wait, stable. Wait, <laughs> Fun is, that, is that tip, my issue? Tip of the day for you, right there. Um, you know, and that part is it's hard. You know, obviously, you guys golf, right? It's it's hard to I fit, mentally. the mentally thing yeah. is so. I get met, like one bad shot. Mm-hmm. I feel like can ruin if you don't have that mental mental game with it. Yeah, and it would just like I remember I would go up against guys who never hit driver, like the, the they would take out a three iron under drives they couldn't hit it. And you know what? They would beat me too, and that would just it almost played mind tricks right on that too. Right, and and to be honest, when if you hit a bad shot, you know it doesn't help a coach yelling at you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, and so being that calming mind, um, being that personality of you know take a deep breath, relax, next shot. Right, mm-hmm. that's that's a big thing. Preaching is just next shot. Don't worry about what happened in the past. You can't change it. It already happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and just focusing on that next shot, and you know, staying constant and staying focused throughout the whole round. You're you're right because I mean, you hit that bad shot. Everybody saw it, right? Because it's such an individualized sport. Everybody saw it, so you're already in your your mind like, oh crap. You know, you're already your worst critic right. uh, at that point. Have you found any crossover between the two sports? Because I mean, again, like I mean, like we're mentioning basketball being a very like fiery and passionate sport, where golf is, you know, much more timid. Have you found any crossover between the two? Is something like 
whether I mean, simple things like you know whether it's like organization um, or something you know on the administrative side um, that you've taken from basketball to implement you know in your first year with women's golf or you know do you find yourself you know vice versa taking something you learned this this fall with women's golf and translating it into you know basketball? I, I think taking from women's golf into basketball is is you don't always have to be that fiery personality. You know, maybe you can take a step back and take a deep breath and, you know, you don't have to be, you know, in in your face 100% of the time and guys can still learn from that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, from the basketball side to the women's side, you know, I, I do a lot of travel, you know, admin work with basketball side. Um, that just comes with the job. And so the comfortability level of knowing how to do that is, you mm -hmm. know, that crossed over really easy for mm -hmm. me. When you took that job as, or when you took the job as as the golf coach, there were, I mean, you, basketball. You had that. Now you're jumping into a new sport. Did you have some butterflies? Were you nervous? You know, yeah. taking that. Taking yeah, that? yeah. Being you know, first time head coach is definitely different, right? Mm -hmm. um, you, you know, I was co I'm comfortable in my role as basketball coach, and you know, it's it's different when you are making every end all decision, right? right. I give my input. But at the end of the day, right, it's someone else's decision. And, you know, having that opportunity to learn, you know, my mistakes and all that is it, – it's 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 interesting, but it's also really, really fun and challenging. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, given what you do with basketball and golf and, I mean, just a bunch of other stuff, how important is it for you to have that schedule, you know, almost like a balanced – like, you know, I, I feel like you have to be a guy that's got to have a, a calendar with you. you got to ske yeah. schedule everything because you're doing yeah, a bunch I'm pretty, of things. Yeah, I'm pretty organized, um, understanding that there's – it's hard, right, because coaching is so up and down when it comes to time mm -hmm. needed. Um, you know, there's slow times, there's busy times, and things change drastically, right? Golf is an outdoor sport. Yep. Things can happen. Weather happens. Um so being able to be flexible, but also having time that, okay, I know this time's blocked off for basketball because it has to be. Mm -hmm. This time's blocked off for golf because it has to be. And then that in-between time is, I think, the hardest part of balancing, okay, I got to be able to get both things done, but, you know, you don't always have set times and things come up and things have to get pushed around. Right, exactly. That's just because you do, obviously, I mean, you were helping out with, with cross-country too, so it seems like you're kind of all hands on deck whatever help whatever you can do to help the athletics yeah department. yeah it's you know i grew up with parents that were in higher education and mm -hmm. understanding higher education sometimes you just gotta help out right sometimes yeah. you just gotta you know whatever it takes to help out the athletic department whatever it takes to help out you know everything like that mm -hmm. did you have any more before i get to a lightning because i've got a, a, a an expanded lightning round just because i'm a basketball nerd so i'm Kind of really curious on the nope. lightning round there. So, all right, you ready to do some lightning round? I'm ready. So, he uh, he 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 does know about this, by the way. The lightning round? Yes, I was okay. studying, so I got, I got some questions. <laughs> I got some answers that I'm ready to roll. Well, I was hoping so. somebody had questions for me. I was like, all right, here we go. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to throw you. Give me your all-time starting five. All-time starting five. Okay. Kareem at the five. Okay. Kevin Garnett. Okay. At the four, LeBron at the three, Michael at the two, Magic at the one. I can't argue with that one. Are you a T Wolves fan? Or did you grow up uh, a T Wolves fan? Yeah. Um, yes and no. You know, it's I love the Kevin Garnett era. Mm -hmm. Wally Zerbiak was my guy back yeah. in the day. Um, but with coaching basketball, there's not a ton of time during that, and so that kind of mm -hmm. fades in and out. Um, but I still like to keep up with it. At least you know, Anthony Edwards is really really talented, so he's fun mm -hmm. to watch at least. Who was your favorite player then growing up as a kid? Kobe. Kobe. It was Kobe no matter what. Did you do the Kobe in the, in the driveway? Shoot it up and yell Kobe? Always. Yeah. Always. Always. Had every single shoe he had, you know, everything like that. See, Kobe Kobe is one of those players that when I was younger, like I was a Shaq fan. So when that whole thing came I'm like, oh, it's all, you know, go away, Kobe. You know, it's right. like, you know, Shaq thing. And, <laughs> but he was a player, the longer he was in and the more you under got to know about him, like now, I love that guy. Yeah, Mamba mentality. I love his book. Yeah. You know, just just reading the, that the, and just hearing some of the stories. I'm the like, toughness is unbelievable. I know, unbelievable. And hearing some of the stuff that that he kind of like. I have a quote of his in my office. Uh, you know how haters are a good thing. Embrace them. You know, and I'm like, 
you wish you would have known that mm-hmm. watching, you know, as a kid kind of growing up because some of the messages he had was just fantastic. Yeah, yeah he was he was unbelievable. I know, and just, man, man alive. Uh, okay, favorite food? Favorite food, steak. Got How do you steak. like your steak? Medium rare. That a boy. Yeah. Steak sauce or no? No. That a boy. No, that's, that's Ketchup. A, that's distaste. I really I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. It's disrespect to the there's meat. A, there's, a funny, there's a funny story. When I was younger, we went to this very, very nice steakhouse in the cities, and I ordered ketchup with my steak, and they just didn't have ketchup. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> but no. That a boy. Uh, do you have a favorite cut? Or just... Yeah, you know, big filet guy. Mm-hmm. Just... It's it's just good, right? Yeah. You can't go wrong with good. So what kind of? Because you got to have a side. So what's your go-to size? Like a baked potato, or you like a steak I and fries? I love a twice baked potato. Yeah, you put a twice baked potato on a steak in front of me, and I'm one happy guy. There we go. Now, I, I, I can tell. There. <laughs> Favorite movie? Favorite movie? Catch me if you can. Really? Yeah, I love Tom that. Hanks oh, and Leo man, DiCaprio. I love it. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's on like TNT and TBS all the time. <laughs> Can't pass it. Just click it right away. When you actually have some downtime, which I don't know if you do, are you streaming anything? Are you binge watching anything? Like what's it's it's really whatever the wife wants to watch. Mm-hmm. Just she'll throw it on and I'll just watch it. Yeah. What's she watching right now? Do you a lot know? of Bravo stuff. Okay. A lot of Bravo stuff. Yeah. Suits is right now our thing on Netflix. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, although I'm like in, uh, I'm a big history buff. I'm binging some JFK stuff right now, <laughs> so I'm, I'm a big history guy. Uh, do you have a favorite book? Relentless, Tim Grover, Kobe's guy. Look at that. He Just did quick. his homework, man. He did. <laughs> that's awesome. I love this. That's awesome. So, okay, what size shoes do you wear? Because you're a basketball guy. Nine this and be a half. Weird. You wear nine and a half? Yeah, small feet, small guy. You know, I got, okay, really quick story here. Uh, my best friend, Jake, we were in high school, and we grew up in Metford Town of just 4,000. So you got to go to Wausau or Eau Claire to get, you know, decent shoes. Jake's about my size. I wear 13s. Jake wears 14s. And he goes to Foot Locker in, in Wausau, and he's like, I, an associate came up to him, and, and Jake's like, do you have any size 14 shoes? The guy looked at him, true story, says, Shaq doesn't shop here, turned around, walked away. <laughs> the sales nice. associate locker. <laughs> I'm like, what? You know, I didn't think it was that big, you know, for it. But I'm like, all right, kudos to you. That was that was quite the one. So, do you have a favorite pair of shoes? You said you I'm got not Kobe a big shows. shoe guy. Not a big shoe guy. Um, obviously wore, you know, Kobe's like four through seven. Yeah. So I mean, I think it was the sixes that were my favorite pair back. We have our news director because she was asking me this this morning. Her daughter's getting ready to play basketball, I think, in middle school, and they had to go shoe shopping. And she's like, all about like the looks of it. I'm like, well, duh. Yeah, it's. I had Dada Supremes for crying out <laughs> loud with the wheels and all that. I'm like, it was all about the swag, black and gold chrome on there. Didn't match the jersey or anything right. like that. But yeah, I'm hoping with Shaq and AI buying Reebok or whatever, you know, they're in charge. You now they can make those answer sevens again. I love yeah. those two. Those are sweet. Remember when Reebok was like a big thing yeah. back in the day? <laughs> Yeah, I had a pair because you know I was a Shaq guy. Yeah, you know I was a Shaq guy. So, uh, best NBA player of all time? Bet Michael. Okay, Michael. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Who do you think? I never asked you this. What do you think? Probably Michael. Okay, you, you had to take a second there. Who do you think is the most underrated player of all time? Oh man, that one's in the scouting report. Um, <laughs> underrated. See, I feel like Kareem sometimes gets overlooked. Yeah. I mean, he scored so many points, right? Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, you do this. That's why I was curious when I asked the top five. Yeah. You know, you got people who go Shaq or Dream, Akeem right. Olajuwon, Wilt, because, right. you know. And I feel like sometimes Kareem gets a little overlooked at times. Yeah. Bill Russell's got the championships. Oh, man. I mean, if we want to go, you know, maybe not all-time great, but, I mean, Wally Zerbiak was pretty underrated for the T-Wells, <laughs> you know, in the early 2000s. Small forward. Shooting Shooter. three from the corner. <laughs> you know, the old uh, – Oh, God, I remember. So, like, Trell, Sam Cassell, Trajan Langdon was mm-hmm. on those. Joe Smith. Oh, a candy. Oh, yeah. 90s hoops, <laughs> early 2000s was my jam. NBA and NBC theme song was the best of all time. Best of all time. Rumble Rock, John Tesh. You, know, you, you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You don't know what I'm talking this about. It's all going so. away over my head. Oh, we could do this all day, man. <laughs> we could do this all Favorite music? Uh, I'm a big, like... That punk rock, early 2000s, late 90s, like Blink-182, 
All the small things? All the small things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is my guy right now. This is my jam. <laughs> uh, what did you did you have like uh, a certain playlist that you listened to before games, or even when you do now, like a hype list or anything? Or did that I, change at all? I can't say I do. I don't listen to a ton of music, mm-hmm. um, but you know, back in the day, playing wise, um, it was really whatever was kind of hot. Mm-hmm. You know, right then and there. Mm-hmm. I remember. Uh, one of our walkout songs was Nelly to the Round Bell Rock, Heart of a Champion. Mm-hmm. I think that was on everybody's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dang it. <laughs> uh, how about your, um, what's your favorite activity to do during your downtime, maybe to get away from everything? Well, the activity turned into coaching. So I was going to say, golf. was it golf? It yeah. was golf. <laughs> it was golf. And that was, you know, that was what I did. That was my one hobby I had. And now it's turned into coaching. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I guess I still do it. We'll see if it turns into something different than that, if I had to find a new hobby. But that mm-hmm. was, you know, that is the one hobby that I've had. Mm-hmm. I think you might have answered it, but I'll ask, too, your biggest influences in your life. Yeah, is my dad, um, by far. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just seeing him go to work every day, being a basketball coach every single day, you know, mm-hmm. really, really cool just mm-hmm. to see that in your own household. And I think it's interesting, too, like you mentioned, third grade, you wanted to be a coach, you know, because... Well, this was after I retired from the NBA. You know? <laughs> okay, I was right. going to say, right. because, I was going to say, wait a minute, because I want to be in the NBA, right. you know, yeah. all these kids, we want to be. <laughs> I actually, this was fifth grade, I wrote a letter, I was an Orlando Magic fan, and I was depressed after Shaq left. And me being, thinking I'm the smartest fifth, sixth grader in the world, whatever grade it was, I wrote a letter to the Magic, said, please trade for Eric Montross, I'm not a Ronnie Cycli <laughs> fan. And I wrote out the trade scenario. Never got a response back, but, you know. I wonder how that would affect the cap. Right. Yeah, I didn't think of that at that point. But I'm like, just can we get Eric Montross or something like that? So um, if did you do you emulate? Do you kind of, like, admire a, a college coach, a pro coach? You know, was there a coach that you kind of, like, looked at? You know, because Coach K, obviously, for a lot of years. Yeah, or... Jay Wright was – he was my favorite. Um, obviously, yep. I thought he retired a little too soon yep. for my liking, um, mm-hmm. just because I thought he was awesome. You know, they they played the right way, they played hard, they played fast. Yeah, um, and he was he was just he you know, wore sweet suits on the sideline. He's just cool looking dude. Mm-hmm. Um, Pinstripes but, yeah, and everything. Yeah, he was Jay he was Wright the one was awesome. guy that I always looked up to. Do you have a favorite college team besides Blue Gulls? Yeah, you know i I hope the Gophers are good. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of where my college alliance is at the Division mm-hmm. One level. Yeah. Um, do you like the barn? I do. Yeah. I do. I do like the barn. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's different, right? The raised floor and all that. It's it's different, but it's unique. Mm-hmm. Um, in that side of it, right? Because I mean, I think I saw teams got to practice. I think I saw the Badgers a couple years ago were practicing like slides and dives off to save the ball. Yeah, because of the elevator. That's court. a usual Badger tradition, I believe. Is every year the the new guys come in and mm-hmm. slide off the floor, right? Um. Do you guys emulate any type of offenses for, from other college programs? Like, I know, like, high schoolers, I don't know if they still do this, but I remember back in the day, like, a lot of high school teams would emulate the swing, you know, because the Badgers were running that, so they would try to do the same thing. Is that something you guys do? Or? I, I think what we're doing is a lot of what I think a lot of teams are kind of going to now because they have five guys that are skilled um, mm-hmm. using, you know, using your five as a, you know, offensive piece on the perimeter mm-hmm. um you know our fives on the top top of the key a ton um handoffs stuff like that mm-hmm. um and i think as if you really watch it and really focus on what actions you know college and nba teams are doing you'll see it all over mm-hmm. who do you think is the best nba player right now you know it's i'd probably have to say Giannis, but at the end of the day it's still lebron's league until he retires you know, it's kind of hard to. Yeah, he's as you know, he's a great one, mm-hmm. um, and so it's it's his league till he retires. And I think Giannis would say the same thing. Right, he pretty much said the same thing. I think uh, in the off season or something like that. It's still still LeBron over there too. So, uh, do you have a favorite golfer? Favorite golfer. I love JT. Yeah, Justin Thomas. Um, and then I think Scotty. I think Scotty Scheffler. Scheffler. He's a pretty cool dude too. Mm-hmm. It seems like. Did you watch Full Swing on Netflix? I did. Yep, I saw it all. I loved yeah. it. I can't wait for the second one to come yeah. out now, too. Uh, favorite golf course? 
Favorite golf course, Eau Claire Country Club by far. Oh, you're lucky. By yeah. far. Yeah. By far. Home course. <laughs> home course. Got to represent. It's awesome. Have you golfed it, Nick? I have once. You have once? All right. If you ever have a pass, let me know. I haven't golfed it. Well, I did try to get out to a women's golf practice. Mm. But trying to utilize your standings in the athletic department. Trying to pull some strings. That's what I thought there. So, you have any? Uh, I I always give you a chance to ask any uh, lightning round questions. Did you have any? No, no. Uh, you a coffee drinker? Always. Every morning. How do you take your coffee? Black. That a boy. Yeah. Once in a while, I'll get a little sugary and cream <laughs> in there, but early in the morning, it's straight up black in the cup. Yeah. Isn't that weird? I was when we're kids. I always think about this. Like, no way. I'd do this when I was a kid. Now it's all I'll do. Yeah. yeah. No sugar, no cream, that sort of stuff. So, well, dude, Cade, appreciate you uh, stopping yeah, by. Appreciate yeah, having me. It's uh, awesome. Best of luck this season. Uh, I'm going to get you on my other podcast so we can talk more hoops, though. <laughs> oh, I'm in. Yeah, I'm I, in. I mean, sorry, Nick. Uh, but are <laughs> <laughs> the basketball guys talking. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, we can oh, do You just wait till we have day. one of the hockey coaches on. <laughs> I, well, I know. Well, I know. Uh, I'm going to ask them if they know about NHL 94 on Sega. So we'll, we'll see. But that's the greatest game I ever. I don't know if they would. I, you want to put some odds on this one? No. Okay. I can't. Why? NCAA, sports and wagering. I'll bet you a coffee. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Cade, appreciate it. Best of luck this season. Thank you. And Thanks, uh, we'll, we'll catch up with you again soon, okay? Awesome. Thanks for having me. You got it.